Welcome to the Dizzy Discussions Podcast, the clinician's guide to vestibular rehab. Our goal is to spread knowledge and awareness of current and up-and-coming vestibular assessment, evaluation, and treatments for vestibular veteran and novice alike. Without further ado, here's your hosts, Eddie Ernst and Dr. Stephen T. Marina. Hey everyone, this is Steven for our vestibular clinical discussion. Super sorry about missing our Wednesday discussion yesterday. I'm having a, a little bit of trouble figuring out how to get Zoom to go live on our group now. They, Facebook had a little bit of an update and currently right now it's not letting me do Facebook live um, Zoom recordings. So what I'm doing is I'm just gonna kind of record this vestibular clinical discussion and then I'll, I'll post it to the group. So what I wanted to do for today is I know we've been talking about adaptation exercises. I wanted to talk a little bit about visual motion desensitization and habituation. I'll do kind of a quick little video today. And then hopefully what we can do is we can talk a little bit more about visual motion sensitivity. But one of the things I want to talk about is you can have patients that have um, inner ear weakness that respond to VOR exercises. That's where the head is turning and we're working gaze stability. But then you can also have patients that have what we have, it's called visual motion sensitivity. They don't have a deficient vestibular system, but what happens is they become over-reliant on visual input for balance orientation and gaze stability. And the areas in their brain uh, actually change where the pathways that transmit information from the visual, um, the visual system back for postural control become kind of um, lit up or become hyperactive. And these patients become heavily um, sensitive to visual motion. So for these patients, we actually need to sometimes train them a little differently. Um, a lot of times we'll see clinicians just driving up VOR exercises for these patients and they sometimes feel worse and they don't respond well to these. With patients with visual motion sensitivity, it sometimes is a little better to kind of go a little bit of a different route and work on some graded exposure and habituation to some easy gaze tracking exercises. And you might think, oh, just tracking card left and right might be easy, that actually can be hard for patients with visual motion sensitivity because they're so heavily reliant on visual motion that the movement of the card will feel like movement to them. Their body will perceive it as, oh wow, the, the room around me is moving because they're so used to using a fixed visual point for stability. So if you have a patient that you're working with and you suspect some visual motion sensitivity, I want to kind of drop a, a quick little exercise that I like to use in the clinic that you can maybe try out with some of your patients. So what I'll do for my patient if they have visual motion sensitivity is just first check smooth pursuit. See if that triggers any symptoms at slow speeds and then a little bit faster. So say you have the patient track and you're doing it slowly and they're like, yeah, that feels good. Um, but when I'm on my phone and I'm scrolling, I start getting really dizzy. So now you check them a little faster going side to side and up and down and like, yeah, that reproduces my, my dizziness right there. So now you're suspecting that the patient has some visual motion sensitivity. As long as you've ruled out some other central and peripheral causes, you can start working on some habituation exercises or graded exposure to visual movement. What I'll do for my patients is I'll have them do simple, smooth pursuit exercises like, okay, we're gonna do nice tracking that X up and down. 
and we can have them start by tracking a small amplitude to a larger amplitude and we can start slow and then move fast we can do um, differences in tracking speed all while having them focus on the target that's moving so they reduce that fixed visual point at a static target to getting a moving target the way I like to progress that is we can add in different directions. So you can have them track diagonally. And again, you want them to be relaxed, blinking as they need to. You can have them track horizontally. And then something that's kind of fun because these exercises can be symptom inducing is give them some sort of salient challenge. And it could be like, let's track the ABCs. So here you go, A, and go as far into ABCs as you can. Now, let's say you get to G and you need to take a break. Take a break at G. Now, G becomes their fixed, um, their fixed goal. And then you say, okay, our goal is to get to G and we're going to do that three times. Or we want to see if you can get past G to L or M. And then you're working through, or then once they can do the whole alphabet, can you do that three or four times for endurance? Then, you know, if you want to progress that, you can have them do larger F alphabets with a larger fixed target. So it can be really fun to work on visual motion desensitization. And that's all without moving the head. That's all with just using the visual system, the gaze system to start moving around. Uh, especially with your visual motion sensitivity patients, you want to go nice and slow, giving them time to um, adjust, uh, time for that graded exposure. It's habituation versus adaptation. So the patient needs to be exposed to things that are a little bit more challenging to them each and every time, but you're going to go slowly with your patients and then you're going to gradually progress them to harder tracking exercises. And that can incorporate tracking with, with head movement, tracking with head and hand opposite and start gradually building them up from there. And there's so many different progressions for visual motion sensitivity. So I thought I'd leave you with a simple one for today. And then hopefully as you're um, building up, you're getting more and more creative with how you can have your patients track. If you guys have any other questions related to visual motion sensitivity or some exercises, please feel free to drop a comment below. And I'd be happy to talk a little bit more about visual motion sensitivity and some um, vestibular exercises or tracking exercises that we can do with our patients. Thanks for listening to the Dizzy Discussion Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and learned something today. Be sure to continue the conversation on our Facebook groups, Evidence CEU Vestibular Study Group, or the patient-centered support group called Dizzy Discussions Vestibular Support Group. Also, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thanks for tuning in. We look forward to sharing our next episode.